Well, I think we kind of decided that uh, given where the Blue Jays are in the schedule right now, there's not a great deal in uh, to be said in going too deep into losses or wins for that matter. It's just a simply a matter of winning games. Uh, yes, keeping an eye on the out-of-town scoreboard, but more than anything else, taking care of your own business, Kevin. The Jays did that tonight, 6-3. to three. Uh, Yes, it was the Washington Nationals. They've played well recently, but they are not a very good team in terms of pitching. Uh, this starts a run of games against the four worst pitching staffs in baseball. And for the Blue Jays, even with a lineup that didn't include Bo Bichette and Matt Chapman and more on that later, uh, we saw some good at-bats, Kevin, some good approaches with runners in scoring position, especially with two out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it starts the big boy. We've been yelling and screaming about Vladdy all year. He finally got a fastball with two outs, put a good swing on it. I've said this to you a bazillion times. Don't look at how the big boys start. Look how they finish. And whenever he's getting to the finish and he poses – for that half a second before he takes off towards first base, that'll tell you that he's on time, uh, he's getting good separation, he's balanced, and he can finish above his head, which creates some loft, gets the ball in the air, creates a little backspin, gets a big hit for the Blue Jays, and it starts with him. And obviously the four out of the six runs came with two outs. Uh, David Snyder had a big hit. He saw eight pitches there. Six of those were with two strikes, right? It's mm-hmm. those at-bats where you, even though you fall behind, you got a bad. Whatever it takes with your two-strike approach, whether you're thinking right center, whether you're doing something else mechanically that would just allow you to throw the barrel at the baseball, you got to put it in play. You put it in play, good things will happen with dudes on base, and that's what happened. Kiermaier got in a, fa- in a fastball count, got a changeup, but it was a little elevated. He's ready to hit because he got to a 3-1 count. He got a big two-out RBI. So, yeah, they're passing the baton that way, and that's exactly what they need, right? they got to beat bad teams. I know the Nationals have gotten off to a, a you know, had a little, a pretty good second half there. It's not the Blue Jays. Like, I, I can't say that any other way. Are, are they a tough lineup to strike out? Absolutely. Kevin Gosman, you know, again, we've been talking about this the last couple of starts with his fastball. It's got a little run to it. When it's got a little run to it, you could tell the difference between his fastball and his split finger. That allows the other hitters to take some pitches, work some counts, get the pitch count up. He averaged 20 pitches per inning tonight. He faced six batters in the first and the fifth inning. He faced 24 batters in five innings. That's a lot. I mean, give the Nats credit. that They have really good plate coverage. They fouled off some really tough two-strike pitches. He battled, right? You give him a lead early. He can attack the zone. That way, if the pitch count does go up, you can turn it over to a really good bullpen. Cabrera was really good, three up, three down. Uh, Richards was excellent, six up, six down. Hicks. Explain to me why the nine-hole hitter fouls off 100 mile an hour and you throw him a three-two slider up three runs. That's I mean well, if you're if you're if you're really wanting to pick at things and wonder why, right there is one of those wonder why. But they want oh, a game talk- and you don't want to dwell on stuff like that and just make you wonder why yeah. a dude throws that hard and wants to trick people. Yeah, and uh, you know a guy who's got all of six career major league at bats as well and doesn't have a hit in those at bats. I mean. And n- just fouled off a hundred. He's hitting and number- wasn't even close to hitting it. Yeah, right. He's making hitting, any sense to he's me. He's hitting ninth in the Washington Nationals for a reason. 
Um, however, the Jays did win 6-3, and it is a winning edition of Blue Jays Hawk. The numbers to call are 416-870-0590, star 591, triple A, triple six, zero five ninety. We'll take a look around the out-of-town scoreboard. Unfortunately, not a great deal of good news there. Uh, if you are a Blue Jays fan, if you're an Astros fan, well, Jose Altuve's just cycled, so... Uh, we'll take a deeper dive. We'll take a deeper dive into that. Mr. Barker is all over the Astros. They're getting healthy, and uh, I, I think you think that maybe, maybe uh, looking at Seattle and and giving Seattle the division because they're on a roll right now may be uh, may not be the may not yeah. be the smartest thing. Um, we'll uh, wait to hear from John Schneider. See if there is an update on Bo Bichette. He went for a an MRI on his quad today. This is a separate injury from the knee. He left Sunday's game early. We're awaiting results of that. Matt Chapman went on the IL with uh, middle finger inflammation on his throwing hand. Hence Ernie Clement in the lineup. Ernie Clement had a couple of hits today. Kevin, the bottom of the order uh, really went to work for the Blue Jays. Danny Jansen, home run, two walks, three runs scored. Um, You know, we've talked We've talked about Danny, uh, career high in home runs with 16. You know, there's not much else to say about Danny Jansen, man. Yeah, it's a battle of attrition, right? He saw six pitches in that bat. Sooner or later, the more pitches you see, you give that pitcher a chance to throw a ball down the middle. He got a fastball down the middle. Most of the time, Danny, with that little short, compact, trying to pull the ball swing, He's not going to miss balls down the middle, and that's exactly what happened. This is what they got to do, right? It's it's you, you got to pitch the way they've been pitching all year. You got to play defense, make the plays when you're supposed to make them, and somebody has to get the big hit. Mm-hmm. They got four of those. Danny Jansen's a little bit of a topper. Don't forget George Springer had the big two strike RBI, which is a big deal. Yep. And I got to I got to mention this in the fifth inning. You can't be reviewing by accident. It's too late in the season. For John Snyder to be making mistakes like that didn't cost him, right. but it could later in the season by doing things like that. So you know, got to get on the same you page were, a little bit quicker, and you yeah, know, you, you can't let things like that fester and, and turn into something that could cost you a baseball game, especially this time of the year. No, you were talking about the uh, double stolen base in the fifth inning with Thomas and Abrams. It was kind of a half-assed call, to be quite honest, by Snyder. Uh, Gil Kim was in conversation. With the uh, review people in the Blue Jays, wherever they are, the Blue Jays clubhouse, wherever it is, uh, you know, John Schneider appeared to me as if he initially motioned and then quickly went away from it. But the umpires already, the umpires are told because yeah. there's a time limit here. You react to the first move you see the manager make. Uh, yeah, it was. A, I mean, it was a. There was no chance in hell that call was going to be overturned. You're right. It didn't end up costing the Blue Jays. But it could have, and um, that's something that absolutely that absolutely needs to be cleaned up. Uh, that's something at the end of the year, if the Blue Jays don't make the playoffs, when people sit back and do their deep dives into the team and attention to detail and all that, that's something that's going to be mentioned. 416-870-0590, star 591, triple A, triple six, zero five ninety. Sam and Hamilton, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey, guys. First of all, great win. Obviously, you know, Great to see um, Vladdy starting to look like Vladdy again slowly, but surely. That's he actually hit a fastball tonight instead of uh, mashing change-ups. Yeah, exactly. Now, I want to talk about Kevin Gosman. Um, are you guys a little concerned that he does kind of fatigue down the stretch? Because I checked out his ERA over the last 
seven starts, he has a four ERA. And obviously, I don't think he's going to win the Cy Young. I think voters, unfortunately, have already given the award to um, Garrett Cole. That's how writers do it. Um, but are you guys concerned about Gosman and fatiguing down the stretch? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it would be nice, and I, I'm going to say this, uh, it'd be nice if Kevin Gossman was able to get six runs uh, in support every night. This guy's pitched a lot of this guy's pitched a lot of innings under stress. Um, you know, I'm not making excuses for him, but the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, he has. But Kevin, we've talked about this. Uh, Kevin Gossman's a lot of innings in that arm. He's not a 26, 27-year-old dude. There's a ton of innings on that arm. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a reason that, that there is a body of evidence that suggests he's better on an extra day's rest. Uh, but, you know, again, having said that, the thing I keep, uh, the thing I, I keep admiring about Kevin Gossman is, you know, you want to talk about a guy that gives you a chance to win regardless of, what the opponent's doing, or regardless of how his stuff is, I mean that's Kevin Gossman to a T. But yeah, it, it it's, I mean you, yeah you, you have to wonder a little bit. You have to wonder a little bit, Kevin, about uh, whether or not he's, you know, whether or not he's not, getting a little fatigued uh, here. Uh, okay, okay. There's a couple of things here. The, the, the first, I did the hit first, ninety. He did hit ninety six tonight. Uh, let's, the, the first thing you got to remember: through ninety nine pitches, he threw five sliders and one sweeper. Yeah. The rest were four seamers and split fingers. Think about trying to do that to a team that never strikes out. I mean, never is a, the wrong choice of words. Well, they're they're, they're one of the they're the second second lowest strikeout team in in baseball. It, it, it's really tough, and you got to remember too. The Blue Jays don't. It's rare that they score more yes. than four, four runs in Kevin Gossman starts, and he knows and understands where they're at in the season and where their offense is at. And the last couple of starts that he's had. Here's from July 22nd. Seattle, the Angels, Baltimore, Cleveland, Philly, Baltimore, and the, tonight Washington. Those teams are no joke. Like, and he's well, trying to do it. He's trying to do it with two pitches. He yeah. had Seattle, the Angels, Baltimore twice, Philadelphia, Cleveland, and Washington, who you can't strike out. Yeah, but I and think he Kevin, knows how important I, they are. I, I think, it's pretty tough. I think the caller's point is that he was doing it earlier in the year and having more success and. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely. Yeah, there it's has big to be, leagues. Big big leaguers make adjustments well, to doing it with two pitches. I mean, again, Kevin Gossman's done that, done it with two pitches for years. Um, I but mean, he's, I, got, he's got two hundred and two strikeouts. Don't I know, but I think the caller's point, and he's right. I think he's been less effective lately. It's pretty hard to argue and say he's been he's been as effective now as he was earlier in the he's, year. Who's pitching game one of the play, of the playoffs? I mean, for me, uh, probably Gossman, depending go. on the depending on the matchup. Not Depending me. in the matchup. No uh, John Schneider was asked about Kevin Gossman uh, tonight. Well, he's about as valuable as we have for one, but I think they, they laid off some tough splits early. It wasn't quite carrying the zone, and they fouled off a ton of pitches and kind of got his pitch count up. So, um, you know, the Manessa single or double down the first baseline kind of laid on the heater. He put together good at-bats, um, top of the order did. So, uh, I thought it was awesome. He kind of emptied the tank there in the fifth and left it right there, 5-3. Um, but they were they were tough. They made him throw a lot of pitches. You know, I thought he had a good heater um, and and used it well. And, you know, still, you know, 200 strikeouts before September is really damn impressive. So um, on a night when he probably wasn't his sh- sharpest and, you know, we were hoping for him to go pretty deep into the game, 
Um, I thought he was, um, he just made big pitches when he had to, really, and, you know, kind of understood when to throw the heater, when to throw the split, and, you know, you give them credit for laying off a bunch and, and fouling off a bunch. For the layman, Kevin, tell me what carrying the zone means. Okay, we've talked about this for a very long time, and when he doesn't have extension, to Sam's point, I think Sam, the caller, has picked up on the fatigue part of it where you're trying to muscle your way through starts sometimes and not mechanically you know, pitch your way through starts. And that starts to, because you pitched a lot, you fall off mechanically and you don't get good extension. And PD even said that, I think, whenever they interviewed him yep. third or fourth inning, I can't remember what inning, that the split finger just wasn't carrying the zone because of, good extension right he's got to really catch it out front because what's he want to do jeff he wants the fastball and the split finger to look identical he just wants one to fall off the table with a different mile per hour and he can't have you know the fastball looking like a two-seamer with run and he can't have that split finger breaking too early or what are you going to get you're going to get takes you're going to get longer uh at bats you're going to get Bigger pitch counts, you're not going to go as deep in the game as you want to go. So that's sort of what they're working on. I Yeah, that's, I think, what you go through in a marathon of a season is is you're trying to figure out how to maximize what you have. And we all know the extra day gives him a little extra tick of velocity. But he needs better break. He needs it to look the same. He needs better mechanics. If he has the mechanics, he'll get the swing and miss that he wants. He'll go deeper in games that he wants. Jovi and Brampton. Uh, hi there. Uh, first was a long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you and welcome. Yeah, so I guess my question is, you know, I was looking at the Rangers game. I was flipping, you know, flipping between both the channels. And, you know, I, I look at that team and then I look at the Jays. I guess my question is, are the Jays good enough to make it to the playoffs? Or are the Rangers just going to play that bad and just lose out on their own? Uh, what's, uh, what are your guys' opinions on that? Uh, thanks for the call. Um I, I'll, I'll flip. I'll flip it. I think you're asking. I think the way to look at it is, who would you have more confidence in making the playoffs, the Rangers or the Jays? I'm going with the Rangers right now, even though they've lost nine of ten. They won tonight. Um, I still like that lineup. Uh, you know, again, let's see what if 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 Chapman and Bo are out for a while. It's going to be really hard for these guys to. Uh, I think anyhow to get in the playoffs. Two and a half games. Yeah, they they won tonight. They they maintained the spacing between them and the other teams. They got a little bit of help in that the Red Sox fall off behind them. But um I mean I don't I don't know. I neither the the Rangers have been better than the Jays this year. I'll look at it that way. I, I, I would say that. The Rangers, don't forget, were leading their division a while ago. Uh, so that that's how I would look at it. I just think they're a better team than the Jays. That, whether or not they're a team that, whether or not they win the, beat the Jays and get into the wild card and the Jays don't, on paper, I I much prefer the Rangers right now, certainly in yeah, terms the, of their lineup. The question he was asking was, are the Blue Jays good enough? Absolutely. They have some of the best pitching in baseball. Uh, they have some of the best outfield defense in baseball. If Vladdy continues to take steps forward, and it's okay to go one for four with a two RBI double a game early to give that pitcher a little bit of breathing room. George Springer continues to get the big hit. Davis Schneider might be a surprise down the stretch. You get Bo back healthy, playing a little bit of short. Because of the way they pitch, absolutely they're good enough. Will they need some help and have some teams have to falter? 
down the stretch? Yeah, probably. I'll say this. Come and talk to us in 11 games. Well, that's yeah. that's going to be the the factor, right? Is the bad this little eleven game stretch right here with some really bad teams? They're basically going to have to win almost all of them. They do that, yeah. Now you're going to put a bunch of pressure on a lot of teams that are around you, and who knows? That, yeah, and you've got you, that you, series. You've got that series against Texas coming up, and there that could uh, that could solve yep. a lot of things. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six. 059063, the Blue Jays have beaten the Washington Nationals in the first game of the three game series. We'll take a break, come back, look at the out of town scoreboard, and go back to the calls. It's Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Sportsnet radio network. Okay, Blue Jays has always been and always will be a fantastic wedding song. This is Toronto Blue Jays baseball on the Sportsnet radio network. It's been a grind this year for sure. Um, you know, we didn't have many off days early on, uh, you know, having a four-man rotation, those things, and they definitely add up. I mean, all of us starters, you know, we're we're getting to pretty high innings limit, and, um, you know, I think more than anything, stressful pitches. You know, a lot of stressful pitches, having to pitch out of jams, and, and we're doing it. You know, we, we have the best pitching staff in, in all of baseball, but, uh, you know, it definitely takes a toll on you. And so, I mean, physically, I feel good, you know, um, Definitely delivery tonight didn't feel, you know, the way it did in Baltimore. I felt really good in Baltimore with my delivery, and um, tonight just felt like I was coming out of it for whatever reason. Translation, don't be afraid to score some runs for these guys. That was Kevin Gossman speaking after last night's, or tonight's 6-3 win over the Washington Nationals, the first game of a three-game series. Time now for the Major League Standings Watch. Presented by Bet365 with Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played, 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. Not much help for the uh, Jays on the out-of-town scoreboard. The New York Mets gave it away, the Texas Rangers beating the Mets 4-3. You can't you can't hope for the Mets. I mean, you, you just can't. You, you you can't put any of your hopes on the Mets. Basically, you just have to assume that Texas is going to take all all the games of that series. Texas wins 4-3 over the Mets. Seattle's up early on Oakland. Uh, and uh, the Houston Astros, who the Jays are chasing, are beating the Boston Red Sox 13-4. That may on, be on the verge of going final. Jose Altuve cycled the first cycle by an Astros player in 10 years. The Astros are in front of the Jays, of course, Boston right behind Toronto in the standings. So as we look at the wild card standings, we're going to leave the East alone because that's basically a two-team deal right now. Tampa Bay, 80 and 52. They're five and a half up. They are leading the AL wild card. Texas is 74 and 57. Houston, 75 and 58. The Jays, 72 and 60. The Boston Red Sox, 69 and 63. They are currently playing. They're five and a half back right now. The Jays are three up, three games to the better in the Red Sox in the loss column, three in the win column. They are two behind the Astros in the loss column and uh, three behind the Texas Rangers in the loss column there. And again, the Jays do have a series coming up with the Texas Rangers in September. 416-870-0590, star 590. One triple eight triple six zero five ninety. It is Blue Jays talk, and you, sir, are Fernando in Brampton. Good evening, gentlemen. It's been a while. How are you? 
I'm well, thank you. Uh, I want you guys to think back about 30 or so years. And let's hope that we can get Mr. Hicks to hang in with Toronto for a little longer. And the way he's been pitching. And with Mr. Romano at the end of the bullpen there, what are you guys thinking of a possible comparison between the two of them and Ward and Hanky way back in the day? Uh, well, I'll take that. Uh, I love watching Jordan Hicks. He's a lot of fun. He's no Dwayne Ward. Dwayne Ward would not have thrown a uh, – I, I, I can guarantee you Dwayne Ward would not have thrown a uh, breaking ball. Three. Three two slider. A three two three slider to the nine hole hitter. To the nine hole hitter. Yeah, that's not happening uh, with Dwayne Ward. Hey, listen. I mean, I, it, I I said today in Blair and Barker, if I'm the Jays, I at least have a talk with Hicks about signing here. He is going to be a free agent, but there's enough depth in this bullpen. If Chad Green gives me what I think he can give me, there's enough depth in this bullpen that uh, I I don't have to do it. It'd be great. I mean, I love Velo, but it's got to be useful. <laughs> And the dude's got to want to use it. And I just, that that was puzzling. Again, a 6-3 win. We're not going to harp on it. But, yeah, that that was, I just didn't understand it. Of all the things that happened tonight, that may be the one thing I didn't understand. And you could tell by Buck and Dan the way they were talking about it in the tube as well. Um, you know, Buck, who's been behind the plate for an awful lot of games, you know, it was essentially wondering what the hell was going on there. Um, I don't know. The dude who throws the ball has got the last call. He wants to go with the fastball, go with the fastball. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Jordan Romano is, uh, I, oddly enough, Kevin, I think my confidence level in Jordan Romano is greater this year than it, than it was last year. I don't even think it's, it's close. Uh, and uh, while I like Jordan Hicks' velocity, I I think we're beginning to see what, we're beginning to see why the Cardinals kind of scratch their head with him. There, he he throws harder than Nate Pearson, but he's got a little Nate Pearson in him too. I think. Yeah, maybe. I I, I think he's a work in progress. I think he can work with a hundred and understand that sometimes you just read some bats and tell that a guy can't get the head out on a hundred. Why throw him something speed as bad up? Give him a chance, like. And and most of the time, I don't know about you, unless he throws the sweeper, that was the slider. Like, he tries to choke that off, grip that a little tighter, make sure that it breaks. He's going to miss. He misses big. Why would you want to miss big to the nine hole winner? Like, I, it just doesn't make a whole ton of sense to me. I'm with you. Jordan Romano, for me, I think because he doesn't abuse his slider so much, he's consistently throwing the fastball hard on quadrants, doesn't throw it down the middle. I'm with you. Like, it seems... Like, it's under control, even though he sometimes gets into some trouble. Now, interesting to see how they, they, if they do make the playoffs, how they attack those two guys, how they use them. And, you know, I'm sure it'll be all hands on deck and you use your best when you have to use your best. But you can never go wrong this time of the season when you just heard Gossman say it's a marathon. Like, dudes are, we've done a lot. You got to, if, if you're a dude that throws 100 with a ton of movement, remember that hitters have taken a bazillion swings. They're worse off than you are. Don't speed it up. Give them a chance. Throw it. Yeah, that's uh, really well said. Kristen Scarborough, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hi, Blair. Hi, Barker. How you guys doing? We're doing well. Great evening. Uh, by the way, uh, 
happy uh, belated anniversary. Thank you. Yes, I remember that. I heard you on the radio the other day talking about that. Thank you. Uh, Blue Jays. Yes. What do they got to do? They got to win the next 22 games out of 30? Oof. I mean, listen, uh, thanks for the call, Chris. Look, I, you've got to win 90, at least to, to be in the discussion, Kevin. I think we're safe. Do you agree with me? You've got to win 90. 91-92 would be a lot more. You'd be a lot more comfortable. But the minimum, I think you've got to win 90. Uh, what do they have right now? 72 wins. So 18 wins out of however many games are remaining. Uh, you know, listen, but I, I don't think, I don't think Buck was, Buck pulled the figure out of his, you know what, when he said this team had to go 12 and three in its next 15 games. He said this on Friday. I, I think that's about what they have to do. And they've lost two of those games so far. So well, it's the next 11 games, right? And then you figure what you may have to go in the last 15 against the American League East. Yeah. If you want to chop it up that way, you're playing some of the worst teams in baseball and then you're getting the East, which you aren't real good at playing. No, how that's... many of those do you, how many of those do you have to win? You think you'd ha- you, realistically, Jeff, between me and you, you think they can go 10 and five in the last 15 against the American League East, even if the Yankees do look like the Yankees. Even if you're going to walk Judge, however many times, however many times you got to walk him, yeah. ten and five is a lot to ask. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in a position where I've got to go ten and five. I mean, this yeah, team I hasn't think, been able, this team hasn't been able to beat teams in the East all year, I, and especially if, if you know, if the lineup's thin. Um, yeah, no, no. It may come down to the to the next 11 against the bad teams and then the four against the Rangers. That, that's the that's ones it. you got to, you know, head to head against the Rangers who you're fighting a claw to be in against and those kind of things. And the 11 against the bad teams. Let's start there. After those games, we'll figure out however many they have to win and where yeah, they're and, standings and, and don't get too ahead of yourself. No. And the thing is you've also, you, you, you don't have the tiebreaker against the Mariners. You, if you take three of four from Texas, you got the tiebreaker. You've got the tiebreaker against Houston right now. Um, so that's how I kind of look at things when people are saying, well, who would you rather have them chasing? I, 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 I want the teams that I have the edge over in the tiebreaker. Those are the teams I want to be chasing in case it comes down to a tiebreaker. Those are the yeah, teams gotta, I want to be chasing. They, they got to be the fourth team. They can't be the fifth team. If they're the fifth team, they got to jump two teams to be the third spot. It's just not going to work. So it makes it easier than the fourth yeah. team. You're only jumping one team. At least it's right in front of you. You know well, who, how many you have to win, who you have to beat, and you need a little luck. I mean, they've earned this. <laughs> they've oh, earned yeah. They are. The, with where they're at, right? Your are, record is what, you, what your record is. So, yeah. August yeah. 28th, you are what your record is, as Jim Duquette said and Blair and Barker today. That's very much it. They are full value. They are full value for their record. Kevin Gossman going over uh, 200 strikeouts. Got his 200 strikeout uh, today. Let's wrap it up by just touching a little bit more on what Kevin Gossman said about the innings uh, being uh, put, you know, racked up by the starters, Kevin. High pressure innings. Look, all innings are high pressure, but when you're not getting a lot of runs scored for you, uh, that, you know, at, at this stage of the year, not all all innings aren't created equal. At this stage of the year, it starts telling your starting pitchers if you're just not going to score runs. Yeah, look, I think strike one's very important for him. The elevated fastball is very important. Some trickery with the with the fastball down. 
He maintains the velocity and can keep tunneling the split finger with good mechanics. He'll be okay. 6-3, the Blue Jays beat the Washington Nationals. They'll get to do it again tomorrow night at the Rogers Center. And we'll get to do it again tomorrow as well. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. New and used vehicle prices are rising and inventory is scarce. Avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with Crown Rust Protection. For a special summer offer and rust protection, visit crown.com today.